Hello everyone, welcome to Serial Killers and Seltzer. Um, today is my birthday and I thought that I would uh, share something fun with you guys. Um, fun but not fun. Um, I was looking up serial killers that were born on my birthday. Obviously not the same year. Um, I am 28 today. Um, but the only serial killer that I could find, which I don't even know if we can call her a serial killer. I guess you can because she has multiple victims. Um, was Luis Petey. Um, so let's fucking learn about Luis Petey. Okay, so Luis Petey, uh, born September 20th, 1880, uh, was a convicted American serial killer. Petey was first convicted of the 1920 murder of wealthy mining engineer Jacob C. Denton and was sentenced to life in prison in 1921. She was paroled in April 1939. In May 1945, Petey was convicted a second time for murdering her employer, Margaret Logan, and was sentenced to death. Oh, no. She was executed in April 1947, making her the second of only four women to be executed in the California gas chamber. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, now you know everything about her, um, but let's learn a little bit about her early life. Um, my sources are, uh, this thing called Wikipedia. It is very reliable. Um, okay. So her early life, uh, Petey was born Lofi Louise Pressler in, uh, Bineville, Beanville, Bineville, B-I-E-N-ville, uh, Louisiana. Her father was a prominent and wealthy newspaper publisher. Petey would later say that she came from cultured, educated people. My parents were not delinquents and did not rear delinquent children. Only her, I guess, right? Um, she attended a private school in New Orleans, but was expelled at the age of 15 for stealing from her classmates and engaging in promiscuous behavior. I think I also read that she was a prostitute, so maybe those were the promiscuous behaviors that she was uh, partaking in. Sorry, I'm drinking a monster. Okay. In 1903, she married a traveling salesman, Henry Bosley. I'm still not seeing where the PD comes in. Okay, Henry Bosley, who committed suicide four years later after discovering Petey in bed with another man. Oh, no. After Bosley's death, Petey relocated to Shreverport and worked as a high-class prostitute. There we go. Prostitute stealing money from her clients. Um, can you really call them clients? Are you, like, are you being a prostitute? As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Um, she just stealing money from them still sleeping with them or no how i'm confused um she's just stealing more money than they actually owed her than she was actually worth in the sack um in 1911 pd made her way to boston massachusetts and changed her name to louise m gould gold gold g-o-u-l-d gold but fancy i guess 
She then began claiming that she was a 19-year-old Dallas heiress named R.H. Rosley. As Rosley, Pete claimed that she had been confined to a convent by her family and had run away. She... integrated herself into several wealthy Boston families with her beauty and charm. She's not really beautiful. Maybe I'm just looking at older pictures of her. She's really not that, I don't know. She just looks like old lady. Um, I don't, was she 19 in 1911? When was she born? 1880. Let's do some math real quick. 1911 minus 1880. 31? She was trying to pull... She was trying to say she was fucking 19 years old. Whatever. Okay. Um, an old 19. Okay, anyway. Um, nee, 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 nee. Her charm, her beauty and charm, and managed to convince one family to take her in. Petey then proceeded to change, to charge items to the family at some of the Boston Mark. Boston markets, Boston's most expensive stores, and stole money from their friends and employees. After PD's true identity was discovered, police allowed her to leave town to avoid embarrassing the family. Wow, that's wild. Probably um, arrest her, um, but whatever. Okay, let's talk about her murders. Uh, PD later moved to Waco, Texas, where she became romantically involved with wealthy oil baron Joe Appel. One week after the two met, Appel, oh, that's so sad. Appel was found shot to death and his diamond jewelry missing. Petey was arrested for his murder, but convicted, no, convinced a grand jury that she killed Appel in self-defense. Okay. After he attempted to rape her. Okay. Um, in 1913, Petey moved to Dallas, Texas and quickly married Harry Barrett. Yep, a night clerk who worked at the St. George Hotel. Shortly after the two married, Petey stole $20,000 worth of jewelry from the hotel's safe. Jesus. I'm not going to do the conversion. I'm not going to do the conversion, but I imagine that is a uh, huge sum of money. Um, police questioned Ferret, the husband. F-A-U-R-O-T-E. Forat? Sure. But uh, cleared him of any involvement. Police suspected Petey of the theft and questioned her. Uh, maybe if you would have arrested her uh, back when she stole from all of her employers, uh, this would not have happened. But anyway, I digress. Um, they questioned her but had no evidence linking her to the crime. Embarrassed over being accused of theft and despondent over his wife's infidelities oh man she cheated on him again or cheated on another guy infidelities uh forat shot himself no that's the second one no that's so sad however this seems unlikely and he is more likely to have been an another of Petey's victims so her second husband that has died there's this a third, third technically, right? Because the first one shot himself. 
Second one, she killed. Third one, shot himself, but pretty sure that she killed. Okay, so by 1915, Petey has relocated to Denver, Colorado, where she married salesman Richard Petey. There we go. They had a daughter, Frances Ann, known as Betty. How? I don't know. Um, in 1916 was when she was born. The couple fought constantly. No way. Um, and finally separated in the summer of 1920. Shortly thereafter, Petey left her estranged husband and daughter and moved on, moved to Los Angeles, California. It was there that she met Jacob C. Denton. Recent wit, recent, oh, a recent widower, oh my god widower oh so sad with a teenage daughter who had made millions as a mining engineer before retiring Uh uh-oh be afraid jacob be very afraid uh denton denton met Petey when she inquired about renting his 14 room what 14 room tudor revival mansion how does she have that money um located at 675 south Catalina Street near Wilshire Boulevard. It's a Catalina fucking wine mixer. Uh, Denton hoped to rent his home out for $350 a month. So that must have been a lot of money back then. Um, While he went on a business trip in June. For unknown reasons, he agreed to allow Petey to rent the mansion for $75 a month. Jesus Christ. Fucking not even a third Jesus. She moved in on May 26, a few days before Denton Denton's planned departure. The true nature of Petey and Denton's relationship is unclear. She has been identified as Denton's live-in girlfriend, housekeeper, and tenant, despite the fact that she never signed a lease. Hmm, weird. Uh, Pete would never, so he, she was just paying him sex i don't know uh pete would later claim the two were romantically involved okay um on june 2nd 1920 a little over a week after pete pete moved into the mansion denton disappeared oh no shortly thereafter pete hired a gardener to transport a load of dirt hmm, suspicious into the basement claiming into the basement claiming she was planning to grow mushrooms okay on June 5th, P.D. forged Denton's signature to withdraw $300 from his bank account. That's all he was worth millions and you only, that's not even how much your rent was, from this bank account and to gain access to his safe safety deposit box. Okay, makes more sense. When a bank official uh, noticed Denton's signature looked unusual, P.D. claimed that his right arm had been amputated after he was shot by an angry mistress spanish looking woman yeah you oh my god with whom he had gotten into an argument what a okay amputated okay pd claimed that the signature looked unusual because she had to help denton write checks and sign his name with his left hand she later explained expounded on this story and told several different versions including one where the mistress woman cut denton's arm oh my god arm and leg off with a sword oh my god just a fucking spanish woman wielding a fucking sword okay uh claiming that denton was um 
in seclusion as he was ashamed by his amputated arm and sorry amputated arm and would only see and speak to her okay um she's so special in the weeks that followed denton's friends business associates and neighbors began asking pd to reveal his his uh whereabouts pd gave several stories to explain his absence including a story that denton was on the extended business trip in various locations and would return shortly meanwhile pd began posing as denton's wife hmm, the dead one um he was a widower uh she spent his money began driving his Cadillac, pawned his jewelry and possessions, and rented rooms in his mansion and pocketed the rent, pocketed the rent money. Oh no, what happened to his daughter? Doesn't he have a teenage daughter? Oh no. PD also uh, convinced tenants of Denton's rental property in Phoenix, Arizona to make their rent checks out to her. Oh, wow. In August, she charged two expensive dresses at a Bullock's department store in Denton's name, still claiming to be his wife. Around this time, Denton's teen, oh, here we go, teenage daughter hired an attorney in an effort to find her father. The attorney questioned PD, who claimed she did not know where Denton was, but agreed to forward his financial and business documents as soon as possible. The following month, PD rented the mansion out and returned to her a strange husband and daughter in Denver. What the fuck? <laughs> Whatever. Why would they want her back? Um, with Petey out of the house, Denton's daughter was finally able to have the premise searched on September 23rd. Oh, only three days after Petey's birthday. Um, and my birthday. Uh, a private detective hired by the attorney searched the home and found Denton's Decomposed, decomposing body bur- buried in the basement in a wooden cubicle under the stairs. Hmm, so sad. An autopsy determined that he had been shot in the head and strangled. Oh, did he have all of his arms? His body was bound in numerous cords and wrapped in quilt. In a quilt. Oh, that's so sad. Police tracked Petey down in Denver and questioned her about Denton's murder. She maintained that she was not involved but offered different scenarios, of course she did, to explain his death. Petey claimed that the unidentified mysterious Spanish woman who had per- er, do, 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 who has perpetually shot Denton, causing his arms to be amputated, was his killer. Oh my god. This theory was quickly dismissed as Denton's body was found with his right arm still attached, despite Pete's Petey's claim that Denton was in hiding because he was embarrassed about his missing arm. Oh, and leg, right? Uh, Petey then claimed that the body was not Denton, but that of a devil who Denton had killed. Oh my god, what a nightmare she is. Petey was brought back to Los Angeles and was indicate, uh, indicted, oh my god, indicted on one charge of first-degree murder. Her trial began on January 21st, 1921. Petey's trial was extensively followed by newspapers nationwide. Coverage by the Harst newspaper, known for their sensationalized reports in yellow journalism, was especially intense. Thousands of spectators lined up daily to watch Petey 
walk into the Hall of Justice. On February 17, 1921, she was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. Throughout her trial and during the first two years of her sentence, Petey's husband, Richard, remained steadfast, really steadfastly loyal and continued to believe she was innocent. Did he not know about her other dead husbands? Apparently not. Poor Richard. In 1923, she told Richard that he should divorce her so he would be free to remarry. Richard obliged, of course he did, but vowed that he would wait forever for her release. No, move on, Richard. Soon after he divorced, soon after the divorce was finalized, Petey stopped answering his letters and refused to see him. Aw. Responded over, what about their daughter? Responded over her rejection. Oh my God, desponded over her rejection. Richard shot himself. No! Shot himself in an Arizona hotel room. No! In 1924. Aw, Petey later said her ex-husband killed himself because he felt guilty over con- conviction and was desponded over his own poor health. Fuck off. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, post-prison years and the third murder. Which I think there's already three, more than three murders. Because I don't think all of her husbands killed themselves. Obviously, Richard did. But I don't know about all of them. Um, Petey was initially imprisoned at San Quentin State Prison. Before being transferred to the California Institution for Women in... Tapachi, Tita, Tichapi, Tichapi, no, Tichapi, sure, she was convicted, uh, or sorry, she was considered a model prisoner, what the fuck, a model prisoner working as a dental assistant, oh no, don't let her touch your teeth, a dental assistant maintaining the prison's flower garden and writing for the prison newspaper. All lies, I'm sure. After serving 18 years, Petey was paroled for good behavior in 1939. Have you not learned your lesson? She was released into the custody of Jessie Marcy, a woman who had lobbied for her release. Why, Jessie? And began working as her live-in housekeeper. Oh, God. Marcy died, oh, wait, Petey was the live-in housekeeper, or, okay, Marcy died of natural causes, yeah, sure, she did, shortly thereafter, Petey then moved in with her probation officer, what, Emily Latham, and acted as her nurse and housekeeper, oh, okay, gotcha, Petey was Marcy's housekeeper, gotcha, Latham died of a heart attack in 1943, very suspicious. Hmm. Neither death was investigated. Mm, you probably should have investigated. Um, neither death was investigated at length as police were unaware that Petey was the subject of a previous public publicized murder. How would they not know that? What do you think she was in fucking prison for? Jesus Christ. Publicized murder case or was on parole. How do, how would you not know? Shortly after her release, Petey had legally changed her name to Anna Lee. Wasn't that her daughter's name? 
After Latham's death, Petey moved in with Arthur C. Logan, poor, oh no, Arthur, and his wife, Margaret, an elderly couple who lived in Pacific Palisades. I don't know where that is. Where is that? Los Angeles. Uh, Petey had struck up a friendship with Margaret. Oh no, Margaret. A retired social worker while she was in prison. Oh, it's like Mar Margaret was in prison? No, Margaret was a social worker. Margaret uh, Margaret believed that Petey was innocent. No. And had also lobbied for her release. God damn it. Uh, sorry, there's a fly flying around. That's what they do. Fly around. The Logans had also cared for Petey's daughter while she was in prison. Oh, oh yeah, because her husband Richard was dead. Oh, so sad. Petey worked. Where's the daughter now? Petey worked for the couple as a live-in housekeeper and nurse to Arthur, who was suffering from age-related dementia. Oh, and had been declared mentally incompetent around this time on May second, nineteen forty-four. Petey married banker. Jesus Christ! Stop letting her get married. Petey married banker Lee Borden Judson. Petey did not disclose to Judson that she had been previously in prison for murder. Yeah, why would you? And that all your previous fucking husbands have killed themselves or been murdered. Yeah, why would you tell them that? Uh, soon after, Petey began working from, for the Logans. Isn't that her husband? No, Judson is her husband. Uh, working for the Logans. Sorry, there's so many names. She began telling neighbors that Arthur had fits of rage and physically attacked her and Margaret on several occasions. On June 1st, 1944, Margaret disappeared. Oh, Margaret. Three days later, Arthur was committed to Patton State Hospital. Ooh, that picture looks creepy as shit. It's in San Bernardino County, or California, by PD, who claimed to be his foster sister. What the fuck? When neighbors began asking about Margaret's whereabouts, Petey claimed that Arthur had attacked his wife in a frenzy and bitten her, oh my god, bitten her nose so severely that she was left disfigured. Well, where is she, though? When Petey's husband began asking about Margaret's whereabouts, Petey probably killed him. Uh, Petey reiterated that Arthur had attacked his wife and added that Margaret had gone into seclusion to undergo plastic surgery. For the next six months, Petey and her husband continued to live in the Logan's home. Oh my God. As she had, as she had with uh, the Denton family or the Denton home, sorry. Uh, Petey began spending the Logan's money and for forging their names on checks. On December 6th, 1944, Arthur died while still committed to Patton State Hospital. Petey donated his body to science. Why would she, how would she be able to? Just because she said she was the foster sister? They don't check up on that shit? Shortly after Arthur's death, employees at the Logan's Bank detected one of the forger, forgerers, forgeries Petey made and called police. While investigating the forgery, police searched the Logan home where Petey and her husband were still living. On December 20th, 1944, six months after Margaret disappeared, police discovered her deco decomposing body buried, why do I want to say buried, buried in a shallow grave under an avocado tree in the backyard. Aw. 
Petey was arrested and charged with murder a few hours after the discovery. Finally, during questioning, Petey claimed that Margaret was bludgeoned and shot by her husband during a homicidal frenzy. I thought he bit her nose off. Petey admitted that she buried Margaret but denied killing her. She had she said she did not report the murder because she feared she would be blamed due to her previous conviction. Yeah, well, you fucking stop murdering people. An autopsy determined that Margaret had been shot. Mm, stupid. Shot in the back of the neck. Aw. And had sustained a skull fracture. Poor Margaret. She was an old lady. Okay. Judson was also arrested and charged with murder. Oh, no. The couple both maintained their innocence. Yeah, but he didn't do anything. On January 11th, 1945, the murder charge against Judson was dropped. Okay, good. Due to insufficient evidence and he was released. The following day, he jumped. No! The f- Is she really worth all these people dying? I'm going to have to look up pictures. Oh my god. The following day, he jumped to his death from the ninth floor of a spring arcade and office building in los angeles oh no uh, that's so sad upon learning of her husband's death pd wept and told reporters i'm to blame for that well finally you fucking take the blame he couldn't face disgrace fuck off never mind fuck this bitch as long as i was associated with him he was a marked man what a fucking bitch okay Okay, second conviction and execution. Petey's third murder trial began in Los Angeles on April 23, 1945. Prosecutors theorized that Petey killed Margaret Logan to gain control of her finances. Mm, They alleged that she killed Logan after this woman fucking helped her get out of prison. What a bitch. Petey, not Margaret, uh, killed Logan after the two had an argument about a $200 check Petey forged in Logan's name. On May 31st, a jury found Luis Petey a guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced her to death. While her sentence was being read, Petey sat in the courtroom reading The Importance of Living, a Chinese philosophy book by Lin Yutang. She looked up briefly. What a bitch. How would they they just let her read a book during all this? She looked up briefly to make a mocking facial expression to the prosecutor and then resumed reading. Fuck this bitch. I don't want to share a birthday with her anymore. In the years following her conviction, Petey continued to maintain her innocence. After several failed appeals, Petey was executed in the gas chamber. Good. Should have killed her by firing squad. At San Quentin State Prison on April 11th, 1947, she was the second woman in California history to be executed by the state. Louise Petey is is interred at wait, interred at Angelus Rose. Oh, she's buried. Jesus, what is that fucking word? Angelus rosedale cemetery in los angeles okay Petey's final murder spread was dramatized in the dragnet radio episode the big thank you 
originally aired March 9, 1950. Her story was dramatized in the story Deadly Woman, episode To Love and to Murder. I don't know how you dramatize it. It's pretty fucking dramatizing. Dramatizing. There's a lot of drama already. That's what I'm trying to say. Originally aired August 24th, 2011. I'll have to watch that or listen to it. What is it? Series? Deadly Women? Okay. Probably probably a show. Uh, PT's story was also covered by YouTuber Bailey Sarian. Jesus, I know her. I don't know her, but I know her. And in August 9th, 2021, episode of her murder mystery and makeup series. I love her. She's the best. Uh, This case was also covered by fellow YouTuber Briefcase in a... That's a cute name. (laughs) Okay. Briefcase in a December 16th, 2019 episode. Wow. What a life this bitch lived. Louise Petey was her last name, but she had 87,000 other fucking names. What a fucking nightmare. Oh my god, all of her spouses. Henry Bosley... She fucking murdered in 1906. Harry Forrett. I called him Ferret. Um, 1913. Oh my god. The first one died three years after. I think that was the one that supposedly committed suicide. Because he she cheated on him. And then Forrett, Ferret, um, whatever his name is, died the same year they got married. Richard Petey. Oh, they were married for a little bit. Um, but he killed himself. He jumped to his death, right? No, that was Judson. Sorry, there's so many. One, two, three, four, four. Why does it seem like there are more? I think there was a lover somewhere in there. Yeah, what a fucking, what a nightmare, dude. How crazy. So she was, she was eventually sentenced to death, but they should have fucking taken care of her crazy ass a long time ago um but yeah 1947 was when she died april 11th 1947 born september 20th 1880 not proud to share my birthday with this crazy bitch um but i will post some pictures of her because i am very i'm interested in um what she looked like as a young lad you know because they're saying that her charm and beauty Let me look up a picture real quick, and I'll tell you what she looked like. And when she was 31, they said that she passed as a fucking 19-year-old. I don't know about that. Mm, All these pictures are just her old. I guess I don't know how long ago they had cameras. Oh, look at this bitch fucking crying. Suck a dick, lady. She was a prostitute for a stint. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she just looks forever just looks like an old lady. I don't see any pictures where she looks like a young person. Oh, there one. I don't know if that's her, though. Louise P.D. Parker. I don't think that's her. No, that's not her. Not even her. Oh, my God. There's a drawing of... Oh, my God. That's the worst picture I've ever seen. Woman of trial for murder. Louise P.D. Oh, I guess this one. She looks okay. Oh, yeah. Chinese. Okay. No, I don't know. She doesn't... I mean... I don't know guys but anyway thanks for listening um i hope you guys enjoy my birthday um and yeah make sure to like subscribe rate review whatever you do um 
wherever you listen to Serial Killers and Seltzer. And yeah, wish me a happy birthday. And if you guys uh, want, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Um, it is patreon.com slash serial killers underscore seltzer. Um, if you have any wild, crazy stories that you want to send us, send them to uh, am I just cray at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us at a serial killers underscore seltzer on Instagram. Um, and then what else? Um, yeah, if you want to send me some money on Venmo, I'll drop my Venmo too. So yeah, thanks for listening. Have a happy my birthday. Cheers, bitches. We proudly provide serial killers and seltzer to our listeners at no cost. But if you love what you hear and want more exclusive content, consider supporting the show by visiting and donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash serial killers underscore seltzer. All contributions help to offset the cost of researching, making, and producing the show ourselves. You will also get monthly goodies and exclusive content just for our patrons. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to Serial Killers and Seltzer. Remember to send in any suggestions or your personal fucked up stories to our email, amijustcray at gmail.com. Thank you for all your support, and as always, cheers, bitches.